0: Hello everyone and welcome to weekend rental episode 24 the gaming and geek culture podcast my name is Ryan I'm joined as always by Andy hey and Justin hey everyone all right, so as always, if you are new to the podcast, you can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com. Reach out to us at WeekendRentalPC on Twitter, and shoot us an email, questions, concerns, comments, nude photos, at Weekend Rental. It's WeekendRentalPodcast at gmail.com. The nude photos, uh, put attention Justin, please. He likes those. <laughs> so as always, we are going to kick things off with our opening segment, by Rent Burn. This is the segment of the podcast where we each pick a game for a given system and individually we'll play those games and decide whether we would buy rent or burn the game. Um, Andy's pick this time out, we are looking at the game boy, the original game boy. Uh, He has gone with primal rage. Justin has selected small soldiers and I've gone with super RC pro am. So let's go back through the list and we'll hear a little bit about everybody's game and give our opinions. Uh, We'll start off with Andy's primal rage. Uh, So description on this game Select one of seven ferocious dinosaurs, then pound your opponent into submission as you battle for Earth domination. Blizzard's Freeze Breath and Ice Geyser fighting moves stop you cold just before his Mega Punch hammers you senseless. Diablo's Inferno Flash cooks up Firestorm in one dino barbecuing breath, and the foul, disgusting Chaos dazes you with an abundant supply of Power Puke, Farts of Fury, and Flying Butt Slams. There's more, but. Do we really? This is so bad. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. This. I I kind of picked this game because I just thought it's hilarious that I mean, pretty much Primal Rage came out on everything possible at that time. I mean, it, yeah, if there's a system, it came out on it. Actually, I don't know if it came out in the game dot com, but surprisingly, oh, I'm sure it, it
0: did. <laughs> I also uh, like how they lie right off the get-go in the description about seven ferocious dinosaurs when two of yeah. them are primates what the hell yeah. how do you get that wrong
1: <laughs> yeah and I feel like there wasn't seven in this game either I think there was was it six or eight I don't remember I want to say yeah. like you're the, right it's not seven the, at least in the Game Boy version yeah um, but yeah the, between that and like that time in like the Game Boy's life, everybody was porting over like the big fighting games, right? Like yeah, Mortal Kombat, uh, killer instinct. They all came over to Game Boy and they were all pretty bad obviously because it's like you have two buttons on a Game Boy. Like how can you make a realistic fighting game out of that? But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I think this one definitely probably takes the cake for the worst one. Um, (laughs) it's pretty awful like primal rage already is kind of well known for not being (laughs) top of its class as far as fighting games and and this is uh not a good port of it
0: yeah it was like primal rage felt like the perfect marketing pitch like hey people really like these like cg like Rendered sprites plus blood plus what do kids like? Dinosaurs. Yeah, that's right, Bob. Kids like dinosaurs. Let's put this like this is a perfect idea. And like everybody bought it up. Like I agree with you, it's a shitty fighting game, but like I totally fell for it as a kid. And so did all my friends. Like we all loved this game.
1: Yeah, the arcade cabinet looked awesome, didn't it? Compared yeah. to like the other ones. That was that was a big deal, but yeah, I don't this... know if I've ever played this one
2: prior to really? now. Yeah. Okay. Like I'd seen it and stuff, but I don't think I ever played
0: it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I. I think I liked it as a kid because it was basically. I mean, it's just a button masher, right? Like, there's really no skills to this game. There's just no depth. I think that's kind of why I enjoyed it because I was never good at, like, the Mortal Kombats or Street Fighters. So, for me, I throw in the Super Nintendo card. I never played this version and I had a good time with it, but this is such a watered down version of even that. That, uh, pretty rough. It runs really well though on the Game Boy. Like frame rate is excellent. Um the characters look surprisingly detailed for like a two color screen.
1: It's kind of weird they like they kept the rotoscope like kind of graphics in there so like the sprites yeah. have like lighting to them almost like dark spots yeah. depending on where they're moving. It's it's really weird it's something you don't see too often in a Game Boy game.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a technical masterpiece. It's just awful to play. <laughs> it looks cool but that was kind of where that ended for me
1: yep
0: plus I don't like that you start out fighting yourself why is the opening match you versus you
1: is that always the cool. case
0: I mean I tried three opponents before I shut this thing off uh, okay or three characters and it was always the case yeah
3: sure okay I just did the first one I think top left and I ended up fighting yeah. myself right away and then Diablo and Diablo kicked my ass yeah
0: Plus, like I always thought, like the best version or the best part of like the other versions of this game is like all the worshippers, because you gain strength by like how good you were doing, and like human worshippers would like come out and like you could squish them on the course or like <laughs> smash them and eat them. But like they're not obviously in the game. In boy, this one, yeah. Be. I mean, it would be what like four sprites or four pixels. <laughs> I mean, it's like what's this twig doing? Worshipping you? Can't you tell?
1: Yeah. And I'm not like. Way into the fighting game stuff, but it, I feel like this one was kind of well known for not being very well balanced, right? Like, right. I don't remember which one, which characters it are, but I imagine it's probably the dinosaurs with like the long tail that they can just whip, you know, the the reach on them. But I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he was in this version because I didn't play all the characters. But there's the one in the other versions where he had like the super long neck and he could spit, and like that oh, guy am- could just spam his attack all day long in the other versions. Yeah. Guy I played with, by the way, It's the only way I can win. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: but I mean, at least you're on your uh, way to collecting every version of this game ever, because I know you're a super fan, Andy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: I think like a little fun fact for anyone like listening in the podcast. I think the first time I met Andy, like within like the first couple times I ever spoke with you. You immediately, like, shared your disdain for primal
1: rage. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah.
0: Hi, I'm Andy. I hate primal rage.
1: <laughs> if there's been, like, three things that defines me. That's got to be up there.
0: <laughs> Avid Sonic fan, hater of primal rage. <laughs> I'll figure out the third one one day. <laughs> so let's move on to Justin's pick. Um, Small Soldiers. This is obviously a movie tie-in game. That was a kid's movie back in the day. So the description on this one, you're in an epic battle against the commando elite. You must assume the role of Archer leader of the peaceful Gorgonites uh, forced into a situation that Gorgonites are programmed to lose, namely war. Archer must unite his friends to take on the commando elite. Do you have what it takes to guide Archer through this massive, small soldier's adventure?
2: Do you? Yeah, I don't know. I, I picked the game not really knowing what it was. I figured it was based off of a movie or TV show. Um, it I don't know. I suppose it's kind of a side-scrolling platform type game, I suppose. I think that's accurate, yeah. Um, um
3: I don't know. I couldn't find an attack button.
0: I was just going to say, the guy's nope. called Archer. And- he carries a bow. I didn't shoot anything. Nope. Nobo, what the and, fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> He's tried constantly pointing it. Stuff.
3: Yeah, and like you, you'd go to jump, and it looks like you're gonna like charge up a shot, and then you just do like a terrible jump instead. Right, like it, it it's deceiving. it's like three
0: I, frames per minute. It's the it, worst.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess I, I finished the first what couple levels? I suppose I think it was two levels,
2: and then I finally gave up. It was tough to get on ledges. To actually climb up, it. I don't know. It was just really hard to play.
0: Yeah, the level design was convoluted. The fact that you're a protagonist with a weapon who can't defend himself. So you're literally. It's like it's an avoiding maze game with like horrible jumping. The only <laughs> thing I think that I can credit to this thing is that it offered Super Game Boy support, uh, which is cool, but. Some colored CG sequences don't make up for <laughs> what I suffered through. Like that was bad. And Why? You know what sucks is like I don't know if you guys have played any other small soldiers games, but there are some legitimately like good ones. There's like a tactics one on the PC that's decent. There's one on the PS one that isn't all that awful. Uh, I don't know what the hell this was, but man, did it suck.
1: Not on the good. Played any of them. Yeah, I haven't heard the other ones either. I just I just assume they're bad because they're licensed movie stuff, but they're all you
0: know. way better than this though, I'll give you that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that is like I could not believe that. Like I felt like I had to have been missing something. He's carrying a bow. He's like pointing it fully It's like the worst thing. He's I've fucking ever seen. named
0: Archer! Yeah. He's named Archer
1: <laughs> And like the the like, he's got to sit and squat and take a dump before he actually jumps. Like, so you get more height out of it. You I guess you load, really right? got to go for it. And yeah, the like, if you start running and like then you hit the jump button, it's like, oh, let's wait like two seconds before I actually yeah. jump.
0: Yes, you run off ledges. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. And then you. <laughs> You're doing all this shitty cumbersome platforming against guys who have, like, fucking bazookas and machine guns. (laughs)
1: Like, how is that fair? Yeah. Come on, boys. I'm just trying to get through these shelves. (laughs) Like, could you maybe do a single-shot
0: gun? Like, is it really necessary to have a fully automatic?
2: (laughs) Uh, At least they give you plenty of health.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. And again, I'll say... Kind of like Primal Rage, this is a graphically and visually appealing game on the Game Boy. Obviously this would be a later release too, given when this movie came out, but just because something looks good doesn't mean it's worth picking up and playing. That is absolutely the case here. Plus, it has the double whammy of being a licensed game.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, This is an awful (laughs) game.
0: (laughs) Alright, so let's get on to our Final pick here, uh, my pick, Super RC Pro Am. Description uh, Grab your Game Boy and pull up to the starting line. It's you against three other speedsters in this thrilling competition. Fast, hazardous hairpin turns, skidding oil slicks, and other dangerous obstacles. Way- race your way through dozens of treacherous track levels that will put you and your driving ability to the ultimate test. Um, I'll just cut it off there because this is like super long and there's like twice as much to read. But uh,
1: basically you drive carts
0: <laughs> yeah i mean if you played rc pro-am a classic nes game uh super rc pro-am also came out on the sega genesis isn't that uh the title i believe i don't know if these came out around the same time uh this is a game boy version of that it's a rare game or at least the nes one was made by rare the company not hard to find uh it's basically rc cars top down racer uh, as you progress you realize there's like Some car combat mechanics with weapons you can pick up to take out enemies. Um, Also upgrade your car. You can unlock tiles to spell out Nintendo to get bonuses to upgrade your car. There's oil slicks and other hazards. Um, It's a fun racing game. I think if you compare this to the NES version that I think most people are familiar with, it kind of captures that. I would say it runs about at half the speed. Mm -hmm. which kind of changes the gameplay almost in the player's favor and that it's easier to take out opponents and block them uh what did you guys think
1: yeah i thought it was a lot easier than the old ones and the the old ones are somewhat easy right um but yeah definitely a lot easier on the game boy when it runs at half speed like that um i think the other impressive thing that obviously we, we didn't do here but I always remember this being like one of the first things with the link cable, right? And multiplayer. Oh, really? I think you can play four player on this game, possibly. Is I, it I this way? Thinking F one race. Oh, uh, maybe that's what I'm. I thinking don't thinking know. I should... know. I'd it was never a racing tried game. this.
0: Yeah,
2: could be. We're gonna do some live fact checking. Facts. So, yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, you can play up to four with the link cable. Okay. Okay,
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. This is like, this was like such a recognizable game back in the day um, that I think it was a lot. It was kind of one of those games that was like a must pick up for a lot of Game Boy owners, especially early adopters. Um, I knew several people who had this one. This is one I never owned as a kid, but I certainly, you know, did the old thing of like trading a game away for a week or so and and playing this. And uh... yeah, it's just, it kind of captures. The same fun that you'd have with rc pro-am um and it does it without i think sacrificing the visuals or the handling it just makes it a little bit of a slower pace game which you know it works it works for the game boy i mean it, especially because like we i don't know if everybody did but i emulated it even though i own the cart i could have just played it but uh the game boy having such kind of horrendous screen blur i'd imagine the lower pace probably helped with that, I think it would have been kind of an incomprehensible mess otherwise.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I think the if you did the four-player link, that would be kind of interesting, though, to to play it that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Where, um, I don't know, I don't remember the sound effects in prior games that I played, because I'm pretty sure I played the one for NES. But the turning? Like, I couldn't handle that sound effects. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, pretty I
3: wish annoying I didn't have the
0: NES too. <laughs> was it? Yeah. yeah. No, it's I don't remember bad.
3: that. I'm, I'm sure it's theirs. So it's remember. not
0: as obvious. No, I agree. It's bad.
3: <laughs> like, the only thing I could think of was driving in the car and having my kids play it in the back seat. Like, I'm pretty sure I'd throw it <laughs> out the window.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, it's ju- the, the sound it made was just as bad as my kids doing whatever the hell they do on a daily basis. So.
1: <laughs> it all sounds the same, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Incom- incomprehensible screeching.
3: I'd rather hear the crying from me throwing it out the window. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you monster! <laughs> uh,
1: I think that's a lower tier than burning the game. Throwing it out the window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I guess what I do, I really do appreciate about this game is that like a race is like one minute long. Yes. Like it is. Yeah. It's like do a race. You get a part upgrade. It's, you know, like constant progression. It's really cool. So
0: suck on that. Ricky Carmichael. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we go back through the list? We'll go back up to the top. Andy, you want to give us your picks on what your Byron and burn would be this episode?
1: yeah um my buy is gonna be super rc pro am just because <laughs> by default <Naturally>. almost <laughs> <Kinda>. <laughs> like i don't know the the bar is really low on the other two so <laughs> it could be pretty much anything and that they would be buying from me this week but it turns out it's a pretty good game especially for the game boy i think it fits that platform really well and it would I didn't have it when I was younger, but it would have been totally a game that I was super into. So, that would have been my... That's my buy, for sure. Um, my rent is going to be Primal Rage, uh, because although it doesn't play great on the Game Boy, it's not a good fit for the Game Boy. Um, it, it's a, it did okay as far as graphics, I guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> It's watered down. Like, there's not much you can do with games like that. But, um.
0: Plus, it had background music, which another yeah. game does not. Yeah, that's very true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. And, uh, for my burn, there's. I was telling you that third thing that you don't know about me. It's that I really fucking hate small soldiers. <laughs> 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 uh. Actually, I don't have any experience with the actual movie or the franchise that it was based off of. I somehow totally missed that as a kid. I would seems like David it would have been... amazing movie
0: time. It's going to have I, to happen now.
1: I guess, yeah. It seems like that would have been right at my, you know, 10 years, or I suppose maybe 12, I guess, about the time that you would be into that type of movie. But, yeah, I totally missed that. That's okay, I guess. Because looking yeah. back at it now, it doesn't look like it has very good uh, CG. <laughs>
0: No, it came in at that awkward time, so you didn't yep. miss a whole lot.
1: Yeah, but yeah, that game, that game is awful, and it's beyond just like a team not doing a good job making a game because that's forgivable. It's a license thing; you're just making a game for the paycheck. But like, they didn't even think about it. Like, why Do you a supposed to be like miss
0: something and like select was somehow shoot? Did anybody I
1: try that? It's possible but I I didn't try it. I tried doing a whole bunch of stuff and I couldn't do it. But I pretty much <laughs> spammed the buttons on my controller and yeah. The
2: Honestly, only thing I did
1: with jumped, and then yeah. And the controls sucked just like for platforming. It was just <laughs> everything it was delayed. I would rather play Porkies as a platforming game than that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I totally agree with you there. <laughs> Orkies is a better game than Small uh-huh. Soldiers on the Game Boy.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's saying something, because that's the same type of thing as jumping and climbing, and that's <laughs> way better back on 1983.
0: Plus <laughs> well, it had pixelated boobies.
1: Well, yeah, but I guess I didn't get far enough in here. It might have, but I wasn't going to see those.
0: Somehow I don't think it does, and if they did, you didn't want to see those. <laughs> Even the Super Game Boy can't fix that. <laughs> All right, so Justin, how about your picks?
3: All right, well, uh, my buy is gonna be Super RC Pro Am, um, just because that's actually a fairly fun game with the volume turned off. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad it wasn't Um, broken on your emulator. emulator Right, (laughs) I thought about (laughs) thought about changing that, so it didn't work anymore again. But um, my rent is actually gonna be Small Soldiers, um, mainly because I don't understand primal rage and the attacks like the only thing I did was tail whip that's the only <laughs> thing I did yep. and it, I don't know It. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't that much fun but small soldiers would be my rent because of that Um, my burn is going to be primal rage um, just because I don't really like that game and understand how to fight in it because you just reach with your jaw and swing your tail I should have probably tried other characters I suppose No, that's a game. It doesn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You got it. You got the gist. (laughs) All right. So my buy, obviously, Super RC Pro M. It's only one of these that is a legitimate game. I think in my opinion. (laughs) Plus, it's a good one. Um, You know, I like the NES version. This is a solid adaptation to the humble Game Boy. Um, My rent. I am going to go Small Soldiers. Also, I hate that game. I think everything about it is irritating it's just that I can play that for about two more minutes longer than I can play fucking primal rage, which I am torching (laughs) because even though it runs at an amazing frame rate, given this hardware, it looks pretty good. It still is just a complete shit show when it comes to playing and enjoying that game. And, uh, yeah, no, that's real bad. And I love games with farts in them and that didn't save it for me. So,
3: I'm honestly a little bit surprised by that. I didn't think I would be sharing a same opinion as you what on those last two games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what am I, some kind of monster? Come on. Well, no, yeah. I, just, I just don't like, I've, for, I mean, for one, I've never understood fighting games, and like, this is a broken yeah. mess of a fighting game to begin with, and I just think, like, if, I w- you know, if I'm looking at those two games as a kid or myself, like, I know I had to put more time into Small Soldiers, even though I hated it. Because, like, right, yeah. you could progress in that game. It was horrible. And not rewarding. Like, I kind of kept going. I just shut it off because I was like, this is hot trash. And I don't want to do this again. And I can't shoot anybody, even though my name's Archer. (laughs) You know, in theory, eight-year-old me would have been like, a farting monkey, yes! But no, it's terrible. Primal Rage is just bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I did did play Small Soldiers more than Primal Rage. Just because of that fact. because. But I think that led to, it was more so that because you're up on a ledge and then the jump didn't register, And then you, so you like fall right, down and then that. you're like, well, right. I got to climb all the way back up here. So it's just like busy work.
0: <laughs> yeah. Had it controlled properly, those levels would have taken like all of 15 seconds. Yeah, Yeah. I agree.
1: Maybe, I so. maybe you are able to shoot an arrow at some point in that game, but we'll never know. I don't want to find out. <laughs> Probably at the very end. Yeah, He's like, he looks down and he's like, what's this? I can use this? Okay. <laughs> have I been carrying this literally the entire game?
0: <laughs> this is
4: like, weird.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> Couldn't he have like stolen a gun from like the countless enemies that he ran past? Like, how did they not even give him like a basic jump attack? Like basic platforming.
1: Like quick, like snappy, you know? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's God, a weird game. Better.
0: Can we double burn? Can we double burn this episode? I just want to torch both those games.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> did you guys try, like,
3: running as fast as you could into a guy to see if it would hit him with the arrow?
0: Yeah. I tried yeah.
4: everything, and I died a cool. Get ready to erupt into a primal rage. But be warned... These guys don't just kick butt, they slam it, crush it, and trash it, and now they're even bigger. Poor, tasty follower figures take a bite out of their killer appetite. Now even more rage is in your hands with Primal Rage and Super Rage action figures from Playmates.
0: Alright, fellas, let's move into the uh the meat of the podcast here. Um let's start off with a little bit of a leak on some Switch uh games that are up- upcoming. Uh, most people would probably pause and be excited about Fortnite, but uh, the game that caught my attention, I think I shared with you guys almost immediately, was that Killer Queen, the arcade game, is coming to the Switch, in theory, uh, based on this leak, as Killer Queen Black. How excited are we?
2: I don't own a Switch, but I'm tempted to get know. one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So for those of you who are uh, not familiar, Killer Queen is a modern, I guess, uh, arcade game that is massive. Uh, This thing has two giant, I don't know, what would you say, 40-inch panels on either side of it. Uh, You have five people playing per team, I believe it is. And it's all competitive um, team against team play. It is... (laughs) The only way to describe it is just like sheer chaos oh yeah Um, that's
1: the same word i was going to (laughs) use
0: yeah and it can and it you know depending on if you know somebody or if you're with people who know what's going on understand the game or not it's either an exercise in frustration or like the most rewarding uh, arcade (laughs) experience you've ever had um and i've been on both ends of that and i've been on the intoxicated end of that uh which is also fun (laughs) not as rewarding (laughs) But uh yeah, great game. I- I'm so pumped. Uh this is to me, this is like an indie game that has been locked into a platform that has kind of limited mainstream exposure to what I feel is one of the best indie games of the last five years. I don't know when it came out, but what a phenomenal game to get ported to the Switch.
1: Yeah, I mean the strongest part of it is that you can win five different ways. Each team each team can win multiple different ways and you as a team are trying to pick a way to do that together, but also keep track of all the other five people on the other team to try and figure out what they're up to, like which (laughs) way they're going, you know? So it is, it is amazing in that way that I, I can't think of too many other games that are quite like that, where the strategy is just like, uh, trying to align your tactics to whatever your team is doing. Yeah. And you kind of have to do that quietly. Because if you're in an arcade cabinet, the people are standing right next to you. The other team can hear what you're doing, you know? Yep. So I I wonder if this is going to lose some of that impact. I hope it can, like, keep that. I mean, it doesn't have voice chat on this on the Switch, so... It doesn't, but it's also a game that I don't know that it necessarily
0: needs it. I mean, every game can benefit from that, right? I think where the... The possibility for this to really shine is that if you go to a place that has a killer queen cabinet, you really need ten people, right? Like you can't yeah. just if it's you and your buddy, okay. I mean, sure, that's not gonna be fun. Um, where with the Switch, and even though there might not be a voice chat, there should hopefully be online and matchmaking. And I think that is going to turn this very competitive game into like a reliably competitive game. I, I think like you'll see with Killer Queen, like it's weird because it's got a very um active community as far as uh scores and tournaments and like teams and people that like, get together and drive out and play this at various arcades so to to put it on a platform where you don't need to leave your house to do that i think is is going to be pretty awesome and who knows maybe you can do in room you know like LAN or multiplayer parties with several switches i i would imagine they would have that option but we'll see
2: yeah you'd it, it almost
3: I have to imagine they're gonna have matchmaking and multiplayer. Otherwise, how would this work? Because you're not gonna have ten people over, right? With switches to play that, like you would just go to an arcade cabinet.
0: And I wonder how many. Does anybody know like how many controllers you can sync to the Switch at one time? Is it four? Is four the max?
1: That I'm not sure of. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Because you know, what'd be really cool is to buy two switches and build your own arcade cabinet for Killer Queen. Cause
2: wow, that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, it.
1: huh? That's pretty. Yeah, that would be pretty that sweet. It was
0: one of the first things I thought. I was like, man, I'd like to build something to drop this thing into.
1: <laughs> but then but you, also,
0: then you... sadly, I don't have ten friends. <laughs> yeah, I was just. Gonna wah, <laughs>
3: wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put an ad on Craigslist. Uh...
0: <laughs> Please don't murder. I want friend for killer queen. <laughs> Sexual uh, favors. Okay.
1: Uh, so what yeah, else I think is going on out there? It's, probably, it's, sir? Well, I, I, I was just going to say, like, I wonder how if there's going to be a way to you for you to coordinate better without voice chat then. Like, say, this is the goal that we're going for? Because otherwise, you're just kind of looking around, guessing what your team is doing. You could do
0: quick chat, right? Like, I suppose you could do, like, so many options on... Given the Switch has got the two dual sticks, plus the D-pad, plus the buttons, it would totally be feasible to map, you know, to those four buttons that are, like, essentially the D-pad. Like, do this, do this, do this, do this. I could could see a Rocket League.
3: Playing on Discord.
0: That Yeah, and I think that's what realistically i think the guys who already take this game seriously i think there will be discord teams and discord matches and i mean hopefully hopefully this is a real game um i'm curious to see what they bring with it uh with the black you know obviously that means they're adding something um yeah i don't know i'm excited for it like i have have you guys seen my like weird version of killer queen for the nes
1: no yeah. i you have that right no. on your one- yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's,
0: <laughs> it was like one of those uh eight-bit christmases where it's like a four on four version of Killer Queen, it's a like super dumbed down, but I mean outside of that, I don't think this is reached anywhere. Oh. And it always feels like one of those games that would be perfect on a home console. And who knows, maybe uh. if this does well on the Switch, which it should, because any indie game does good on the Switch from what I hear for the most part. Maybe this will land on PS4, you know?
1: Yeah. All which I know is perfect. like if I <laughs> if I'm not hearing somebody scream, check the snail. It's just not the <laughs> <Yeah>. same game, <laughs> uh, you know. I gotta Somebody say, like, that snail.
0: <laughs> when we are playing the uh, the, and you guys have played with me, so you know that this is my strategy. Is like, I, I'm immediately low hanging f- fruit. I'm like, I'm fucking riding that snail. Like, I'm getting that thing, and then like <laughs> yeah. one out of every hundred times, I get that victory point with that snail. But
1: yeah,
0: anyone listening <laughs> to this is like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> was Killer it, like, Queen three years ago.
2: It was at MGC. What's that? Was it
0: three years ago that it was there? Uh, yeah, yeah, it didn't come back. La- I wonder if it didn't come back last year because of the weather, though. Because it seems I
2: didn't like it see should have been there, right? No, I yeah, didn't see it. And it wasn't there the year before. Sad. All the more reason to go to
0: up, down. You got to do it.
1: Yep. So I just want to check what year it is. It is 2018, right? Not <laughs>
0: 1978. It uh, might be okay. Yeah, I think your logic is sound.
1: Okay, so why is everybody
2: super excited about an Atari and an television?
0: Is everybody really super excited though, or is it I mean, just that, weirdly I, making gaming headlines for the fact I, that they both didn't completely blow up and fail? <laughs> gloriously on impact <laughs> although the Intellivision still could I don't know
1: yeah I mean it's it's it, the Atari's doing very well on their Indiegogo campaign
0: yeah and I mean they're they've successfully not launched a console that they haven't made yet and probably won't exist
1: <laughs> yeah it's certainly possible I mean I would be all aboard if it was a better value I I like the idea of it. Yes. Um, but what's the idea? Well, just being able to have an Atari branded box that you could probably hack and do, you know, emulators. You could do uh, the dream of the OUYA all over again, but it's, it's, you know, branded as something cool um, has more potential that way. I guess they do have more partners. You could walk into a building with, Partnerships and say, "Hey, I were Atari," you know, not, <laughs> <some> <laughs> and then no-name. get
0: laughed out.
1: <laughs> True, <It's> just, <laughs> some of them would definitely would do that. But I think, I think the name still holds some value somewhere, you know, to some people. Um, but I have to wonder, like, if the success is mostly driven by a collecting uh, market, collectors who are impulsive on something that's in front of them because i say this because i am that you didn't you didn't i did not do it but i i i've been very close to it don't (laughs) i'll
0: gut my i'll gut my junior throw a raspberry pi 3 in it and give it to you give me 300 (laughs) bucks
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i it's it's not a Great pitch. I mean they're they're I guess their Indiegogo pitch there's more to it than like what they previously said, but it's it's still, I think a lot of it comes down to like if you want the wood grain one, the classic one that everybody would ever want, you gotta be in right now, right?
4: Yeah.
0: I think like my thoughts on this is um uh, I don't want to sound pessimistic, but I'm going to is I don't want this to fail. I appreciate Atari. I have A love for Atari, the 2600 uh, was my first console. I am a little taken aback that this not only met its crowdfunding goal, the 100,000 I could see, right? But this crushed it. I don't know if we've talked about that. It crushed it at 2 million within the first 24 hours. Um, That, it still does not fully register with me, um, and I still don't fully believe that this will be created. Um, and really the details they've given on it is like, okay, there will be an online store. Great. We'll get some sort of weird, like app store. Uh, you're going to give me some bundled Atari ROMs, which they've stated they will do a hundred of them. Whoop-dee-doo. I can buy a Atari gold flashback for a hundred bucks. So what am I paying an additional $200 for? And I think like, the thing is, is like... (sighs) I can understand people being nostalgic and wanting to back this for the same reason that I bought an NES classic or Super Nintendo classic. But those games, those things like. Those things were priced at a point where I was like, this is moderately worth it to somebody who already has a million other ways to play these games. The Atari Flash or the Atari AVS. Is it AVS? No. VCS. VCS. avs is the N E (laughs) S thing, yeah uh the the vcs like what what is the like you said what is the value there like what are you getting out of it because if they don't deliver on original content if they don't deliver on multimedia i guess is you can stream netflix and a roku for 20 bucks i mean
1: yeah i don't know if anybody needs that
0: i don't think best case scenario this coming out, you are going to get your money's worth. I think is the bottom line with this. And I think that's kind of what sucks. I, I don't I don't like condone people for getting excited about it. I, I I'm fully supportive of it getting backed. I am happy to not be one of those people that backed it. I just think at the end of the day, like even if you get everything you want, it's not gonna be
2: worth the money you put into it. And that sucks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean at the end of the day like it, with this campaign like yeah, it seems like a lot of money compared to what they were asking for, but when you break that down by 300 a piece, like it's it's only 10,000 people, you know, at most. So like you can find 10,000 people to lay down a good chunk of money on anything that they'll think they think is you know, nostalgic. Like how many people do you think actually buy those flashbacks every single year, you know? Right. There's got to be a good chunk of that. Probably at least 10,000 people that do that. So it's certainly possible that this is just that, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if everybody's all in on the potential of this thing. It's more, (laughs) it's more the, the look and feel and, hey, I have this thing. Of cotton? Yeah. (laughs) Of, of wood grain. But the
0: splinters. So then you brought up another good point was the and uh, television is coming back. It was purchased and is now being led by fucking Tommy Tellerico. <laughs> the guy has like ridden the coattails of like
1: Oh, I made some video game music once.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah. <You know? laughs>
0: like he made video game music for like some nostalgic games, some great soundtracks. Then proceeded to go through the 90s acting like he was, like, the biggest badass, like, rock musician ever.
2: Yeah. Then he transitioned
0: that into a shitty G4 show where he was kind of a dick about every game he reviewed. (laughs) (laughs) Then he did, like, a bunch of live shows. What were those called?
1: Video games live.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yep. And now he's like, I'm back, motherfuckers, in television. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I know you've all been asking for it, crickets. It's like. uh, Ah.
1: I I mean, out of these three, like, yeah, that's not, the Atari definitely has a better chance of succeeding and coming out for sure. I think like, I just can't see the, like, we're talking about the 10,000 people of Atari, like how many fraction of that is looking for television. (laughs) So yeah,
0: Atari arcade presence, classic arcade games, classic home console, Atari 2600, arcade ports, the 5200 Slopped 7800 middling for a while. Um, the Jaguar, I mean, all those they're, they had a presence in the market, right? Is what I'm saying over 15 years. Uh, what did the Intellivision have? Like, there was the Intellivision 2, I think, right? Like, there was like an upgraded model or like a revision of the hardware, but for, for a the short television, time they were the of, best
1: one, but yeah, right.
0: Yeah, they had the best hardware and the best looking games, but still, everything they had was a better looking clone version of what you bought in the Atari. I mean, that that's their claim to fame. Like, is there... Yeah. I can't look back at the Intellivision and say, like, yeah, that game for the Intellivision, like, what was the sole game on the Intellivision? Like, what... I mean, did they have a system exclusive that made it sell? I don't think so, right? They just had better-looking versions of things I bought on my Atari. <laughs> yeah. With a weirder number pad thing.
1: Yeah, that thing, that controller is weird. Like, you have to imagine that is going to be kind of awkward. Because at least, like, the Atari yeah. stuff and... Like, they have the molds and everything for that. And, like, that controller just looks like a third-party controller for the Atari thing. Whereas, like, the Intellivision, like, are you really going to replicate that thing? You know? I
0: hope not. You just sync your smartphone to it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's not a bad idea, actually, just to have your your phone be the controller. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Yeah, but it's some I don't know it's just been off the chart like I, I'm surprised that people think there's a market for it there must be I don't know like you look in like the UK uh, like Europe but, like Commodore and the, Spectrum the Spectrum and, like yeah. they're all blowing up again too and they're like half that stuff isn't even licensed so like we'll see if that ever
0: <laughs> I think blows savvy up, like industry people see the potential of a retro brand and being able to make a buck off of it before the bubble bursts. Be, you know, because we're, you can say what you want, but like we are arguably at the point with the height of collecting culture and then the age group of the Atari, the Commodore, and the Intellivision era that like it's taking, it's going to take a steep nosedive, not only because the collecting culture will probably burst, but because these people are getting older. Yeah. Like literally those generations will be plummeting off that's <laughs> hard that's harsh to say because they're not that old <laughs> but you know what I mean like they're not going to be into this stuff Um, so I think it's like we need to seize this we need to make some money on it now mm-hmm. before it's too late and I think that's what drives some of this because do you mean to tell me that like Tommy Rico has like a soft spot for the Intellivision <laughs> it's like man I got so inspired by those <laughs> Intellivision soundtracks like, oh yep, and Tommy yeah. drew inspiration from that, all right.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's an odd choice, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've just kind of always thought that guy was a douche, and like tying his name to the Intellivision doesn't make me want to buy it.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: At least he had the foresight to say, we're not gonna come out and compete with the PlayStation 4. That would be silly. Like, no shit, Tommy.
4: Nobody <laughs> thought you were going to
1: yeah yeah i don't think it even on the atari side i can't think even the smallest percentage of people think that that's a like a real legit gonna go toe-to-toe with the big guys you know
0: yeah well and just like the timing announcement was weird too because like they laid out that it was like what two years out still i mean why even why even really talk about it i mean at this point you have nothing essentially
1: why don't these guys like grow some balls and actually like make some new vector screens for our, you know, like a Vectrex mini Dude. You cowards.
0: Yeah. Why can't somebody get behind that? I'd give way more shits about a new Vectrex than I would in an Intellivision and Atari.
1: Yeah. I think there would be a much bigger market there because people would look at that thing and be like, wow, this is crazy. You know?
0: We sound like the people we've just been, like, ridiculing now for, like, the last 20 minutes. No. (laughs) I don't know. The The television and Atari (laughs) Vectrex, woo! (laughs) Sound me up!
1: But at least that's different. Like, that's not something you see anymore.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the Vectrex still has, like, that appeal of, um, it's, if you are a retro game enthusiast and collector, it's, like, still a hard game system to come by. In yeah. good working condition. So yeah, you're you're definitely on point there with I think there would be
2: a definite following. Yeah. Stuff.
0: <laughs> so we're uh approaching as we record this, what is it? June fifth? Am I right? Yep. Yep. So we're we're fastly approaching E three twenty eighteen. Do we have any predictions on what we expect out of this? Anybody got any, uh, things you're looking forward to or hoping that come out of E3? Uh,
1: what's left to predict? It Seems like this year they put everything out there already, or mm, yeah. yeah, it's leaked well, enough Walmart to be it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been leaked enough to know for certain. You know,
2: yeah. Well, that's the
0: tough part, right? Because like we know we're not getting a new console. We're not getting the Xbox Scorpio 2.5. We're not getting the PlayStation Super Pro. So I think... uh,
1: Vita 2. I think... (laughs)
0: uh, I don't rule out Sony. I No, I think I I take that back. I don't think they will. I think if they were smart, they'd wait a year. I think this E3, though, even though uh, Nintendo is not doing the traditional E3 presentation like they haven't done, I think this is the year that the Switch just murders the competition with like news and exclusives and like heavy hitters. I think this is the Switch is on a good path. We know there's the Pokemon's coming that got leaked, and I mean it's gonna be big. And the Fortnite that got leaked for for the Switch, which is gonna be huge, because Fortnite is huge.
1: Yeah, I- it's gonna be interesting. Like I just saw a story that. Nintendo's stock dropped seven percent. Like, just took a nosedive, why? and and nobody knows why. There's like no real solid news out there to say like, oh, this is you know what caused it. So, so they probably the presented is, their
0: lineup to the investors for E three, and it was not great.
1: I yeah, that's the the only assumption is that you know the the guess is that the ex- the expectations of what they're going to show at E three are not going to go over well, but. I mean, at some extent, like, you blew your load on Mario and Zelda. They're gone for a while, you know?
0: Gross. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Zelda, yeah, but Mario... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think there's some of that, I think. But does it matter? I mean, does it fucking matter? I mean, they they can walk out and they can be like, guess what, we're porting the Wonderful 101. We're porting let me look at some random game on my fucking (laughs) Wii U. We fit you. And everyone's going to be like, yes. And they're going to buy 10 million copies of it. So I don't know. I mean, I, I I think what will make a difference potentially is maybe if they come out and they show that smash brothers, because the smash is going to be the centerfold. Yeah. Right. I mean, it has to be, um, if they come out and it is just a port of the Wii U version instead of a new smash, I think that will have some impact, I, although I don't think enough. I, don't, I think people will buy it regardless. I think there's enough Smash Fanatics. I think that is a great Smash game that I didn't play enough of because it was on the Wii U. Um, but yeah, I think... Um, I don't know. I mean...
2: I don't think they need AAA games
0: to be announced any further than they have for 2018 releases. In my mind, I mean, they've even had EA humbly come back and be like, "Well, yeah, we're gonna make FIFA fucking 2019." <laughs> like, oh, really? For the platform that was a complete abysmal failure for you, uh, even though you gave it a half. Oh, you're gonna make a second one? Good for you. Uh, <laughs> like when EA comes crawling back like sheepishly, I mean, I don't know. The switch is the switch is on a good path. Um, I think what would what would really set it home for them more than anything is. Maybe not game releases, but if they would come out and be like, hey, look, fourth quarter, we're launching this. And this is and by this, I mean a new revision to the interface for the Switch where um, we will sell you custom backgrounds for your games. We will allow you to add new thumbnails for your you know, user profiles, and we will actually organize our shop in a way that it is genuinely a shop and not just a list of <laughs> shit that has come out in consecutive order. <laughs> yeah. And if they did that, I would slow clap the hell out of them cuz that's all I really need cuz it it is a powerhouse. Like I don't know, like it's such a great system even though it has some real problems. It's just good for gaming, right? It's just pick up and play, it's gaming, it's on the go. You know, again this weekend like all these use cases that I scoffed at when I had the Switch I had to go camping um, with my family, and we're, and then I was like, Jill, drive. I'm going to play. So <laughs> I, I played Switch all the way there. It rained when we were camping. You know what I did? I sat on the couch, and I played Switch. Wow. Rain stopped. to <laughs> put it away. I went fishing with my kids. Rain started up again. I sat down. and I played Kirby with my kids. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think Nintendo doesn't need... Doesn't need the heavy hitters to like carry the momentum through to be like the, because to overcome the competition, in the C three. Because what is going to happen from Sony? I don't think they have anything that's going to be bigger than God of War. They're still riding high on that. We know Death Stranding is is that kojima's thing? No.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We know that that probably is going to come out on the PlayStation Five, right? Like realistically, does anyone one thing that's coming out, I
1: don't think it's coming I mean, out. Not for a while. Not next year. <laughs> no and Xbox
2: I don't even care. Like they're they're not going to have
0: anything. Yeah, I mean, what's the point? So Yeah, it could be like a weirdly uneventful E3. Yeah,
1: it's going to be up to a lot of third parties I think this year. Yeah. Yeah. It, I I'm pretty excited for Last of Us 2. I want to see more of that, but other than yeah. that, other than that but like if if you're if you're digging Last of Us 2 you already own a PS4 so it's not going to improve sales you know nobody's holding out for that <laughs>
0: right yeah the pace are going with Last of Us 2 I very much see that being a Last of Us situation where it's the swan song and then it yeah. also gets ported immediately it'll be like Uber <laughs> ultra 4K double definitive HD well, edition that gets ported like I hope not.
1: I hope we never go through that again that Porting we through years over of the Nixon. It. Oh.
0: Yeah. We're still going through it. Look at the Switch.
1: Yeah.
0: They're not even the HD versions. They're just <laughs> the here's the game plus all the DLC versions. It's not and any portable. better.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Did you like Mario Kart? Yeah. Did you like driving on your own? Yeah. Well too bad. It does this for you now. <laughs> Deluxe edition. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're like in a weird place too where like the industry is kind of like what is what is mainstream gaming right i mean we've seen mm-hmm. in the last six months PUBG come to dominance and then still maintain a huge market share but Fortnite overtake it i mean what i i think a lot of major triple a developers and publishers and studios and i think they're all just wondering like wh- what do we do with this now you know i feel yeah, like i mean yeah go ahead
1: how do you gamble like that? You know, like you make right. spend how many years and how many millions of dollars on a game for it to be taken away that quickly too, you know, right. You know, to be onto the next thing or not popular. or Yes.
0: Yeah, so we're like at this weird spectrum where it's like indie devs and free to play are market leaders at this point. <laughs> and then you got everybody else who's like, how many millions have we sink into this? Like, yeah. how much did you give Kojima? Well, like eight hundred billion, but there's a baby <laughs> and it's inside a tube. Like, okay, okay, it's fine. We'll do it, we'll do it.
1: Still gonna play it.
0: <laughs> oh we'll, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm gonna play it. <laughs> I don't know. I think everybody's kind of just I think the industry's in a like you know, we're we're a couple years from the new console gen. It's like what do gamers wanna buy from us at this point? And like what do you you know, we just a perfect example is like, you know, that uh Lawbreakers and you know, that whole studio boss, key. It's like you can so easily crumble even though you're you're a talented group of individuals because you over you overreached on an IP, you know? Yeah. So I think this is gonna be one of the lamest E threes will have seen, to be honest.
2: No surprises, that's for sure, it seems like. You think Sony will try to get some of their uh
3: information out if they're doing the name change stuff? Maybe because it was all just kind of a a leaked like article type thing that was mentioned before.
0: Hopefully, I don't know. You know what I'd love to see Sony do, but I don't think will happen. Is I would love to because I know they're lowering the price of the PlayStation VR to one ninety nine over E three. I would love to see them come out and saying like, "Guess what? This is a permanent reduction. We are still in on VR. It like here's the awesome experiences we already have." And here's what you can expect the first half of 2019 and holiday of 18, because I think people are ready. The market is saturated enough with PS4s. The PlayStation VR is cheap enough. There are enough worthwhile titles. I would love to see them just for once go out there and own the goddamn thing and act like it existed and sell us some games for it because they can do it.
1: Yeah, it would be the first time. Yeah, it'd be the first time that Sony actually commits to one of their accessories. That's what it would show me, you know, right. You know, all the other stuff that they do, they own it for a little bit and then they're, they drop it, you know, that's kind of Vita included. (laughs) So it, it would say a lot if they were out there on their stage, doing it some more, you know, for the third year in a row, basically. So yeah, that would, that would probably sell some VR stuff when people are like, okay, they're serious about this. They got the games coming. They're already there actually, but yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think they're I, mean, I think it's at a good point for them to do it. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm more than a casual gamer, but like, I'm at the point where I'm like, I would like a PlayStation VR just because I already have the investment. I've experienced it. It's cool, you know. Why not? Why not push it some more? Because that's the one thing too is they completely failed to have like an in-store kiosk, right? Like, yeah. I mean, nobody does that anymore. I mean, the kiosk is dead, but.
1: I don't know. You got to sell the experience for sure,
0: right? And it is done right—a good experience. I mean, there are several games that don't require a whole lot of tuning. You just jump, like, drunk and bar fight, put that in every Best Buy. You saw a million, <laughs> million of them. Damn VR, it's the best.
1: Except you have a, like a lot of lawsuits from because you're punching guys that are just walking by. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hate crime up at Best Buy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so maybe it will be a boring E3, but it's E3 nonetheless. It's hard not to be kind of excited. Yep.
1: Yeah, uh so some of the stuff, I mean a lot of it has already come out already, but I found it kind of strange that they pretty much took all their Pokemon news and put it out there already. And that's like their premier one of their premier franchises and then to be like, well, You know, there wasn't much Nintendo branded stuff at that one either. Right. And Pokemon is a weird, you know, situation where another company kind of owns it along with Nintendo. But still, it's kind of weird that they did this ahead of time like that. Um, But if you aren't aware, they announced basically a mobile game that's already out on Switch. You've been playing it. I have not (laughs)
0: So played it briefly. Yeah game is putting it uh maybe a little beyond what it actually is. It's uh
1: it's a lot of timers and energy and stuff like that. Uh, or not. So there
0: is timers and like I haven't really ran into it. basically what you do is like you load into like this I don't know, like cubivore version of Pokemon where everything is like weirdly cube shaped. <laughs> you pick a Pokemon and then you assemble a team later. But basically you pick a Pokemon Said Pokemon when you launch the area you're going to into just naturally runs towards the nearest enemy and attacks them. And then on a cooldown timer, you can press one or two attack buttons to sort of play the game, but it would play on its own anyway. That's sure. Uh it's almost not a game to be quite yeah. honest. I mean that you can upgrade them to make them evolve faster. You can like put in a stone so if you like like whatever version of what Pokemon, you can keep them from evolving. Um I mean, it's fine. I mean, I've thrown it on and just, like, been watching TV, and I don't know. It's free, I guess, so yeah. I can't really complain. And I don't really like Pokemon, um, so I don't really care about this game, but I have played it, and it's it's a thing that's on the Switch that has Pokemon <laughs> in the free. title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like watching the lawn mow the game. Or watching the lawn grow, not mow. Mowing the lawn would be way better. sure
1: wow you're really selling it
0: it's free yeah it's free uh
1: so it's like actually watching somebody mow.
0: (laughs) yeah kind of with the occasional like press the button like use the weed eater like i don't know it's kind of oh there you go
1: that's an upgrade (laughs) uh but their second they announced two other games uh one of them coming to switch this year is let's go which is kind of real Pokemon game, but with Pokemon, Pokemon Go game. aspects in it. And I don't know, they were kind of being cagey about like how far it goes into like what you would expect the real franchise to be. Right. So, I mean, I'm going to be pessimistic and think it's probably kind of like all the other console games where it's like kind of Pokemon, but it's not the real thing, you know?
0: Yeah. I think like in the way they've pitched it and the way they've stated it is like this is a half step, not even a half step, but it's like it's a gateway to drive all the Pokemon Go kids and fans or casuals into a Nintendo Switch and ease them into what will then be like an actual Pokemon game, which comes out in the following year. And you can import, right? Like you can import your Pokemon Go Pokemon and shit into Let's Go.
1: That's what it says. I don't know if they said into the park, so I don't know if that's just like a, like a chow garden type thing. Yeah. From I was going to say
0: sounds like,
1: <laughs> uh, but <laughs> who knows? But I, I'm wondering like that the main one next year, if it doesn't look as nice graphically as this one does like that's gonna are they going to go back to like just a moderately upgraded looking 3ds game next year? Or is this going to be full, full thing?
0: I could see them with their one next year, not being like the full revision of the assets and I could see the one or the two launching, following that. Cause that's kind of what they've done, right? Is they, they build an engine, they stick with it for like a decade and then they'll upgrade and cause they really haven't like those new 3d assets from the 3DS have only been used in what, two iterations. Four games, two iterations? I've heard
1: they've I've heard they've made the poly like they've made those models pretty high res.
4: Okay.
1: So they would port over. But um yeah, I think I mean that's been the dream since what, nineteen ninety, whatever. Right. That that there would be a true console Pokemon game, and they've never made one. So like I think they could pull it off
0: with the same graphical assets, just like in high high res, like you said, if they also figure out a way to incorporate actual online gameplay as far as like random encounters with real people throughout the world of pokemon or at least through various stadiums yeah um i think they need to figure i the thing is is like it's hard to even say that with a straight face because like nintendo has never figured out online for anything no but i think that's what like an almost pseudo mmo even if you could do like groups, right? Like, what if you could buddy up with like two of your buddies and just go like catching Pokemon out in the woods? I mean, that would be yeah enough to get fans excited.
1: Yeah, I think I'm. I mean, and that's what this the Let's Go version does. It has co-op right, in it, right? It does, yeah. So I, th- it might be a good introduction for kids. I think To you know, <laughs> for parents to bring their kids into the thing. Which sure. is pretty, de- pretty devious, I think, but... <laughs> but then again,
0: it's falling in line with, like, you can do that, but now you have to pay 9 or 29 is it 29 or whatever it is a year. Because it will launch by the time the online service is out.
2: Oh,
1: so yeah, that's So kids will point. need
0: a credit card on file for mom and dad to do this, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, good luck,
1: kid. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Didn't think about that.
2: Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's
0: good news for the Switch. I just, I've never been a Pokemon guy. I'm not going to be. A, I'm yeah. glad people are excited about this. I mean, it, to me, it didn't resound in any way, I guess. I didn't even play Pokemon Go, so. <laughs> but this free thing.
1: You were that one guy.
0: <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like, I was the one who was like all excited. But I'm like, it's free. I'm going to download it. And then I'm like, oh, it uses data. Screw that.
3: <laughs> you in the room on your phone.
0: That's right, I had the four S with like the point oh, yeah. two parts of
2: storage. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I've been playing quite a bit of State of Decay too. Um
3: getting into that some it's pretty fun with especially now that you can have co op and stuff, they got the uh, um the tether. On it though, which kind of sucks. Oh, but really, actually like got a pretty arc? good, yeah. That sucks. Which it it actually has a pretty good distance though on it, so it's not. Well arc had a pretty good distance too, but that map was just so big and like so much you could do on there, so that that's where that flawed in my opinion. But on here, like you got so much stuff within a small radius anyways, so the tether doesn't really bother you. Um, the only thing would be like if you're driving. One person's driving a vehicle back to the base, and the other one's somewhere else. Like that, that doesn't work. Um, so just kind te- nice teleport to a
1: host. Is that what it does? Uh, it just
3: kind of drags the other person. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of nice because we were playing the one day, and the one guy got stuck in a rock, and like he was literally just stuck bouncing, not able to move at all. So I just kept walking until I got to the tether point and pulled him, <laughs> and <then laughs> like drug him through it.
0: You're really selling this as a quality
4: experience. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's it's very few between on bugs now like I this was back closer to when it launched and they had a, a huge update it was like almost 20 gigs Oof. and that's about what size the game was <laughs> so um, I'm sure that overrode quite a bit and stuff so it's not a 40 gig game right now but um, it, it fixed a lot of issues that I was seeing so it's pretty good right now. Um enjoying it quite a bit. It's kind of odd though. Like you can have your vehicle explode and then just go up to it and repair it and get it back <laughs> running. Makes sense. I like, I was pretty devastated when my van blew up and it's an eight slot van. And, like I'd never seen one that big, so I was like, took it right away. <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>
0: We don't even need to say anything. Like You set uh, that up. Oh, that was good. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Let's hear more about van this blew. van, please. <laughs> What's that? So let's hear more about this van, please. How big
4: it is. <laughs>
3: uh, funny.
2: Anyways, so I just repaired it and was able to drive it home. Kind of nice.
4: Uh, new game. Yeah.
1: Mm. <laughs> I might have to hop in there. I need a new game now. Cause I somehow beat <laughs> a huge RPG in two weeks. Did you really finish <laughs> it? Yeah, it's freak. Wow. It was it was Is it like a hundred and
0: twenty un- hour RPG?
1: I think the final thing was a hundred hours, but Jesus. I will say I in my defense a lot of it is idle. So like you build a town, it's got like a almost like a farmville aspect to it where like you have like collecting money over time. And then you have to cash out your money every so often. So I would leave it on for like 2 hours, come back to it, like cash take my coins out and then come back 2 hours. So, you know, the funnest of all games something like that, but <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was uh I think every once in a while probably like once every two years, I get in a position where I just, like, I don't know, take too much time and uh, way too unhealthy. I think I will Witcher say, I know Skyrim. there was,
0: like, uh, more than one or two nights where I woke up on the couch at, like, one, went to turn my PS4 off, and you were still on my friends list active in that game. Like, during the <laughs> middle of the week. So, I kind of yeah. figured you were getting into
1: it. I, I'm not gonna say either if I was playing it or if I was just idle just there. Farming, I'm just farming. Yeah. I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna leave it. That way I can. I can <laughs> Asleep save face. with the
0: controller in your hand.
1: Yeah, you're still playing, technically. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good game. Awesome game.
0: As good as the first one. I know you're a big fan.
1: Yeah, I think I I I think I like this one even more, which is kind of strange because the first one was a little bit more tactical, kind of like turn based almost. Where this one is a lot more action. Um,
2: but overall, yeah, I think I liked it more. Nice.
0: I uh, I know I've said in the last couple of podcasts I haven't been gaming much lately, and that still kind of holds true. Although, man, did I accomplish a lot for not gaming much in the last two weeks since we recorded. Uh, we'll kick off with uh, Kirby. Whatever Kirby game, Star Allies, is it the Switch one? So my kids had gotten, like, we I'd played with them on and off, but I kind of let them play. Um, they had gotten all the way through the game for the most part, you know, with some help from, from all of us. And uh, we sat down one night, and I, I found out that the fourth world is actually the last world, which seems weird, because you'd feel like you'd be, like, halfway through this game. So I was like, well, knowing that, I know that they're at the end boss in the fourth world. So I sat down with my kids, and we fired it up. And we started out the end boss and this game, if you played any curvy game, they're super cutesy, super easy. And this game is not challenging. I would say really at all um, throughout the campaign. You get to this end boss and it is like some other fucking monster. It's this like 45 minute ordeal that is multi-staged and goes from closed room um boss battle segments to open 3d world on rail shooters to back and forth it is unbelievable it comes out of nowhere it's completely epic for a kirby game totally unnecessary especially if you're (laughs) my kids who are four and six and got there and would have no way to (laughs) fucking do this on their own but i will say like it was so out of left field and so cool um, and then, like, the way the shooting segment works is, like, Kirby is kind of, like, the lead guy, so everybody else, like, hops on behind him, while Kirby essentially, they give everybody, like, imagine Space Harrier if everybody had a fire button, right? So, like, you're just, like, one person's controlling, but oh, wow. everybody's shooting. So, like, everybody participates in this, like, final boss segment, and there's, like, I kicked his ass through this stage, and now we're sucked inside of his head, and we gotta fight his brain, and then kicked out, shoot him again, blow his arms off, now we gotta go and fight his heart, and, like, it is just so bonkers, and it was like so epic, and like so rewarding to play with my kids. Like they got so into this game, and just beating it, um, it was awesome. It kind of made up for the fact that this game is overall incredibly short. Uh, still, a ton of fun with with a family, um, and some kids. But I had no idea that I was going to get this out of this game. It was kind of nuts. So that's, check it out.
1: Yeah, that's good to hear because we kind of dropped it. Like yeah. we were maybe the second thing in and we just, I don't know, my son just kind of moved on to some other thing. So I think yeah. we need to go back there and yeah, because I've beat every Kirby game for quite a while where this one, I just kind of dropped it.
0: Yeah, me too. I've beaten my fair share, but I've never seen anything quite like this. It's, huh? it's worth it. I'll tell you that much. And then on top of that, um, I picked up some recent switch releases. Um, Anybody played Bloodstained Curse of the Moon yet? No, I need to. Oh my god, it is probably the best 10 bucks I've spent on in an indie game in I don't know how long. Like it is absolutely 8-bit Castlevania, but it's so much better. Like it's so fucking good. Like they like they completely ripped the game off. Hearts don't replenish like your secondary weapon, they replenish your health. And then potion gives you health instead of whatever but anyway it's the same thing there's not wall meat there's wall hearts like there's platforms there's bosses it's the same music the art style to a t it reminds me so much of castlevania 3 it's unbelievable and then you have four characters
1: just so then like you have, castlevania 3 yeah
0: yeah you have like multi-tiered like exploration and transformations and it's not a difficult game and it's not that it's not hard or not challenging or that it doesn't abide by the same rules as Castlevania. It's just that they fixed the one glaring problem with Castlevania, which is knockback. With no knockback, Castlevania is a breeze for an experienced gamer and platformer. <laughs> because I mean, there's one character you can get. You get a Dracula guy. I forget what his name is. That his like secondary ability is to turn into a bat and fly. If he's hit, well, in bat mode, he does drop and like transforms and falls. But other than that, like you really can't F up. Like If you time your jumps right, you time your attacks right. Oh, it's so good. Uh, It's like two uh. to three hours. You'll be through it on basic mode. At least that's what it was for me. Uh, But the boss battles are just epic because like it, it goes through in like the 8-bit styling of all these Castlevania games. So it looks and feels just like what you're used to, but then they really ramp it up as far as on screen, like sprite sizes and like movement and stuff. I mean, it all looks like it would fit in the context of the NES. But it obviously goes far beyond what they could do as far as boss battles and sure. I don't know. Like if you have not played this game, just buy it and sit down. Like find a night, blow through it. There's no way you can't just have a smile on your face playing this thing the whole time. It's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I totally plan on it. I so good. I can't believe like like even like the sprite is the same color as like Simon. Like is do they think Konami so far out of the game now that? other games now that they're just like not even paying attention yeah
0: right yeah it's like just an incomprehensible like garbled mess like the first character you get it's like what is this blob when it's like yeah it's (laughs) perfectly castlevania yeah so good and they fixed i i think the well another issue with a lot of castlevania games i think it gets better as you get to like the later entries is like the, the stairs up and down much much more forgiving this time around with like just being near a stairwell and holding up or down so you walk up and down, yeah. Sure, but I mean the same enemies are there. Like the, Med- they have their Medusa enemy. They have, I mean, it's it's just a lift, but
1: it's an but if you don't have good back, lift. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a joy to play, and mm. the boss battles are freaking great. It's eight levels long, I think.
2: Nice, and um, yeah, buy it. It's good stuff. And oh. then I also bought, Ikaruga,
0: um, the Switch port
2: i've played that before
0: it is good i immediately switched to tate mode and um like an elitist on that and (laughs) uh yeah it's great i've played through it a couple times now i mean it's one of those games that like if you have it set to unlimited continues like you can blow through it quickly um but if you're not good you're not going to get good ratings or good scores like in fact in that game the way it's set up is that you can actually not defeat bosses. Like if you are not efficient enough, like you just don't oh. really take them out or get a bonus. And I don't know. It's, it's great though. I, I was super happy about that. I will say though, I, I bought that and bloodstained the first day and like bloodstained is just like completely won me over is like this amazing game that I can't wait to go back and play through again. And Nikaruga, yeah. like I liked, I've played it before. It's still fun. I'm happy to have it, but kind of gets buried under bloodstain
1: yeah i love ikaruga and i totally intend to purchase that um but that's one of those that like once you get farther into the game like it gets so overwhelming and you're like i don't even know what's going on like i'm just right. instantly dying like i can't even like attempt to be <laughs> playing yeah. the game at that point you know i'm just kind of like running through lives like crazy
0: yeah, it's, it's the kind of shooter where, like, I think most shooters, you get, like, on a tear, and, like, you can find that zen moment. Like, I yeah. I cannot find zen in Ikaruga. I just find pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of how that works. <laughs> really cool concept, though. So, like, for anyone who hasn't played it, I guess, like, you are a ship that has, like, two different forms, a light and a dark. Um, switching between the forms, like, if I am white, I'm the light form. I can absorb white bullets. It energizes my ship, and I don't take damage. And then I can switch over to the dark form, absorb, you know, so you have to balance this because like everything comes out at you on the screen, shooting one or the other energy. And in most cases you've got hundreds of shots of both on screen. So it's like this weird dance. Like there's just so much to manage. Like it's already hard enough in a shooter, like kind of like partially shut your brain off to keep shooting and avoid things as they're coming through your peripheral. But to keep doing that and then also have to keep track of a color, that's rough. Yeah. But so fun. It's if I remember game. right,
1: though, like you have to sometimes like you have to be the right color and in the right spot. Otherwise, you're just screwed. Yes. Like, <laughs> so you the next time around, you have to be like, OK, you have to be red here, you know? Yep. Otherwise, the blue just screws you over, you know?
0: Yep. Yeah. In fact, by the second stage, there's like. Some very specific use cases that like you're like, "Oh, I get this now, so. yep, cool game though, I'm happy to have it ported. maybe we'll see uh I mean the switch has done really good with getting uh shoot 'em up ports, so maybe we'll get a sequel
1: oh, treasure's
0: boy. still active,
1: Just yep. saying there's like three people somewhere there,
2: yeah <laughs> there's there's at least ten, <laughs> yeah. Mischief Makers 2. <laughs> Could happen.
0: <laughs> I own that. I have yet to play it. I was like so excited to pick that up. And I played like five minutes of it. And I was like, this is It's weird. <laughs> this is really friggin' weird. Like I didn't this is not what I wanted. Why are these blocks smiling at me? I don't
2: understand. <laughs>
1: you
2: guys been playing anything else? Um uh didn't really play it, but I did see Trials
3: Fusion was free on PlayStation this month. I plan to download that and play that again. I had played it on Xbox quite a bit, but I didn't go through it. I actually beat every level, which is going to be tough anyways, but I haven't really played it on my Xbox in a long time, so I figured I'd get it on PlayStation and play through it.
0: Yeah, that'll be awesome. That's like a nice follow-up, too, since we just got Trackmania on the PlayStation. It's like, both of those games are just fun to sit down and, like, sink some time into.
2: Yeah. Was it Track Mania, you said?
0: Yeah.
3: That, that was free. Was the one that was free on Xbox?
0: Uh, I think it was free on... It was, it was free on, on Xbox, and it was free on PlayStation last month, or the month yeah, before. Yeah, I grabbed that one, too. It's essentially yeah. the same thing, just with cars and less jumps. Yeah. yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah, not so much controls, yeah. Right. I don't know, trial, the Fusion one is where I kind of jumped off. Like, Evolution was my favorite, for sure. Yeah,
0: like, Fusion is where it was like, this is not progressing. Like, it was diminishing returns at that point. Like I know that's the sale. one I spent... Yeah, I know that's the one I spent the least amount of time on. Because, mm-hmm. like, I made... Like, I just... Oh my god, those first few. You'd beat every stage, and then I would go back and just make it a mission to get, like, the highest rating on everything. And Yeah. yeah. I think
3: Trials HD, was it? The one that I played the most?
0: That first one, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And then this one, I think, though, added multiplayer fusion, or was that the one before There's was this? the
0: one before it had multiplayer, yep.
2: Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah.
1: I don't know, it just doesn't have, like, I don't, at least with HD, like, it was all about your friends and beating their ghost, right? Like that. Right. Was, that's all it was, whereas, like, by the time it got to fusion, like, nobody cared. Like, you played it once, and, like, I beat it, and that was it. Like, you didn't care if you were beating your friends or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I think it just kind of worn thin. But it's still, you know, a good game to... It's a good arcade racing experience. or I don't even know if it's racing. It's just a good arcade experience. Yeah. It's cool.
1: The Blood Dragon thing, though, that's cool.
0: Yeah, that was cool.
2: Had a little bit of that with you. Yeah.
0: Blood Dragon's what Andy calls his hog.
1: <laughs> Only certain times of the month. <laughs> 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 Yes, Andy! Nice!
0: <laughs> <Woo. coughs> so, so I was just going to also bring up, too, I know I talked about this way back when uh, the first one came out, with The Toys That Made Us. Did either one of you go back and watch this documentary series on Netflix? No, I no.
3: marked it on my listing on Netflix. but
0: Yeah, so season two or part two or whatever came out a week ago or so it was last week, I think. There was four more episodes, which I just immediately binge watched. So there was uh Star Trek Toys, um Transformers, Hello Kitty, and Legos. Um hmm. I don't know that I I think material wise, none of those really like resonated with me as much as the other ones. Um some of the other toys. The Lego thing was cool. The Hello Kitty I, I gave no shits about. Uh, Which actually, although I didn't care about that at all, was far more interesting. interesting. than. Yeah, it's way, like, I did not realize the history behind that whatsoever. Uh, So it's totally worth watching that one. I think the biggest disappointment for me was the Lego one, because, like, they really, they did a good job of, like, talking about the history of Lego and the company and the origins, but they kind of, like, when they got to the modern era, they glossed over almost entirely Um. The success they've had on like digital fronts, as far as movies, games, the last ten years. I mean, they touched on how Bionicle got video games, but Bionicle mm. was before they even hit their stride um, with licensing yeah. that stuff. And I mean, I kind of get that the point was behind the toy, not that. But I mean, that is such a huge aspect of what Lego is now, especially like with Dimensions and stuff. Um, not that that was a success. That I was like, how do you just kind of really not talk about the fact that? that's been a huge part of pop culture for 10 years now.
1: Yeah. It'd be like talking about he man without the show, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. So it was kind of weird, but still, still a great documentary series. If you guys, I mean, obviously you haven't watched it. I highly recommend going in there and checking it out. It was, it was cool. I was like very, uh, very anxious to see those ones and, uh, they didn't disappoint too badly. It was, Pretty pleased. I'm hoping they come back. I would really love to see them do another run, uh, another season or two. And I, I really want micro machines. I really want to see one on micro machines. <laughs> uh, I was like such a fan of those as a kid. Seems like the perfect material, but who knows?
1: They have the guy s- narrate it. Right. The whole documentary does it in eight minutes.
0: Yeah, you have to play it on like half <laughs> speed, and then it's like a full length episode. Is that guy still alive? I don't know. I don't know either.
1: Seems like he would have, like, heart issues <laughs> if he could yeah, talk that through.
0: Yeah,
4: <laughs> Yeah.
0: So it's a good watch for anyone out there who hasn't seen it. I highly recommend The Toys That Made Us. All eight episodes, are they're worthwhile. Especially if you're into the dorky kind of stuff that we talk about on this podcast. It'll be right up your alley. <laughs> and I don't want to, like, put us down, but it might be better produced than our podcast. Oh. I hate hmm. to say it. I mean our YouTube content Mm
2: -hmm. is top tier, but the toys that made us might have an edge.
1: That's only because Netflix like throws them money. Like if we got Netflix if we got Netflix money, we could we could do better. You should
0: work on an angle. I mean they're giving Adam Sandler money.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or if it quit getting flagged. (laughs) It's true. Damn you, yeah. Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I have it marked to watch, so I'll definitely check it out. I got
3: into uh, watching that 13 Reasons Why. I had put it off for the longest time, because like, nope, not going to watch it. And finally I decided to watch it. It's that one about that girl that committed suicide and did
2: 13 tapes or whatever. Mm, This is,
0: like, a drama, or?
2: Yeah, I suppose. It's off a book. Okay. And then they made it into a Netflix series.
0: It was your heavy flow cycle, time of the month, so you're like, I'm just gonna curl up and watch this. (laughs) I guess. I've (laughs) binge-watched Sex and the City, the complete series, three times. Let's move on to 13 Reasons.
3: I've never seen that, actually.
0: I have, so I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> and both movies.
1: Oh, wow. My
0: wife likes it.
3: Yeah, my wife does too, but I still don't watch it. <laughs> or she did. I don't know if it's... Is it still even going? No. It's,
4: it's no. been done for <laughs> 10 years at least. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs>
0: So, it's a pretty good show you you recommend it, you threw
1: it, or
3: it's all right, I guess um, I like documentaries a lot, yeah, and just stuff in general, like that, so I'll watch pretty much anything in that line um, this one is I don't know it's a little bit more serious that I guess you could take it as serious, I suppose it probably should be. So it's it's all right. It's worth checking out, I guess, if you like documentary style shows. Sure. It's really long though, because it's uh, 13 episodes, and they're in first season, and it's like an hour per episode. Wow. wow. And then the second season has, I think it's 13 episodes as well, and there's another hour a piece each. So. Jeez. Like I feel like I haven't done anything in the past.
2: What two weeks? <laughs> trying to watch that.
1: Huh. We've been trying to keep up with Westworld, and I feel like I'm a, like I'm just an idiot that can't follow along to that show at all. And I don't know if that's they're trying to make people feel that way or, or not. But most of that stuff is so far over my head. Like I don't even know what these characters are thinking, like what they're doing. You know, like. I yeah, Cho has gotten very weird. <laughs> it's
0: one of those ones I'd like to watch. Just without HBO, I haven't been able to do it.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We just finished up the final short series, I guess, of uh, short season of New Girl. They kind of they greenlit that for another final season to kind of like wrap because they they weren't sure they were going to renew it Um, it came back and they kind of wrapped it up. But it was weird because it's like one of those uh, leaps in time that sitcoms do occasionally where they're like, well, three years in the future. Here's where we're at. And then they don't really like they kind of rush it. I think it was like eight episodes. Like it wasn't a full season run. And then they just kind of fast forward the very last season or the last episode too for like the last like two minutes. It must. I'm guessing let's say they jumped another five years in the future for like an outro sequence, but at least they ended it. Cause like, it was, I don't know if you guys are familiar with new girl, but that is like outside of the Goldbergs, I would say that's like one of the best sitcoms
2: in the last, like, I don't know. Six, seven years. Um, It's great. Super funny. (laughs) And my wife watches it sometimes, but good stuff. Yeah about a new girl
0: <laughs> and at least they had the like common sense to, like end it when they should have they aren't uh sunny in Philadelphiaing it
4: yeah <laughs> or That'll go on forever
0: the simpson it hey we made a funny show you know what'd be great let's do it forever until people hate it okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah. I can't believe some of those are still like the Simpsons. I can't believe anybody watches it yet.
0: I think the only show that has pulled it off arguably successfully and it's animated. So they get like a buy is uh South Park. Like South Park is for the most part remained funny over the last 20 years that it's been on TV.
4: Yeah.
0: The Simpsons is not at all.
1: I I wouldn't know. I haven't watched it. Yeah, a
0: long I've watched time. it in like, I've watched like two episodes in the last two years, but like they they were so good.
2: Yeah, I've only seen two episodes of South Park. Really? <laughs> yep. I was like addicted to that hmm. for a while. The World of Warcraft one, and then there's another one. I don't remember what the
0: other one was. Please tell me it was Scott Tenenbaum must die
2: no oh
3: it's the cancer money
0: sounds pretty good yeah. I think if you're gonna watch one episode ever uh, other than the World of Warcraft one if you're a gamer it should be Scott <laughs> Tedman must die I feel like that is the
2: best episode hmm.
4: Atari on
2: it's a refreshing breath
3: of air to have the Atari brand come back to gaming
1: Okay, onto the fail bag, where we answer 20-year-old questions as if they were addressed to us, so we can help these guys out. Um, our first question here is from GamePro from March 1996. Uh, Vic is asking a very pertinent question to our podcast that we've done so far. Uh, since Time Warner Interactive is making primal rage for virtually every other system... Uh, well, I, <laughs> I reached up, to <laughs> hit the mute button,
0: then farted. But it didn't mute, so to uh, be fair, I wasn't trying to like interrupt the podcast.
3: Uh, I feel like your your timing was perfect, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: Primal Rage for every other system. My okay.
1: <laughs> Will they be making it for the Ultra Sixty Four? Which no.
0: is the N64. What
2: did that no, come the, on?
1: I, oh man, it was all Jaguar. 16-bit. Was the
0: Jaguar CD? I think it maybe I even. I think
1: did. so, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh Got on Game Gear. Um, Genesis
0: Super Nintendo Game Boy, as we found out. Yeah. I feel like that was it though. Like it, it all petered out in like that like one to two years span. sadly it does not make it to the ultra 64
1: i kind of need to see
0: didn't nintendo also like well maybe not even nintendo but like so much everyone that was making hardware in that era kind of shy away from doing 2d games which this was i mean it didn't really have 3d rendered sprites even on the arcade version it was just
2: yeah
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess it did come out for PlayStation and Did Saturn. it really? Yeah.
0: Holy crap, I had no idea.
1: So, I guess there would have been precedent for it to come out on 64. I'm guessing it was a cart, you know, how much the cart cost.
0: Right. I'm surprised it you don't own like, a dev version of this, being you're the premier Primal Rage collector <laughs> yeah. in North yeah.
1: America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not even close. I have played it on the Amiga though. Really? At MGC, they had it. Oh nice. Cause what else are you gonna run on there? Not a good game, right?
0: No, why would you do that? <laughs> <clears throat> so the answer is no. Like luckily for all Ultra 64 owners.
1: Yes, they saved Primal
0: Rage did not get a port.
1: <laughs> they saved us.
0: Although weirdly, didn't it get Mortal Kombat Gold?
2: Uh, four, I think. Four,
1: right?
0: Yeah,
1: you got but four, also and then game. and the Sub Zero one, which was very Sub-Zero's, bad one too.
0: Yeah, actually, maybe trade Sub Zero at four Primal Rage, and we oh, yeah, that's probably a better. Probably
1: better. <laughs> it's a better choice.
2: <laughs> uh, okay. Uh,
1: Anthony from Oxnard, California is asking, I think your coverage of systems and game reviews puts the others to shame. As the proud owner of uh, Super Graphics, I would like to know why you don't cover this awesome machine. Is it because of the lack of software? Are there more games coming? Please help. (laughs) Well, I, I added that last part because yeah, you're gonna need help for.
0: <laughs> I'd I'd say the fact that this is an American-based video game magazine covering a console that never left Japan is probably part of it.
1: That's probably the number one reason for sure. Also,
0: number two, it got five games. Is that right? Six at most.
1: Six, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I will say one of the coolest-looking pieces of hardware I've ever seen, but utterly pointless. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, there's a lot of plastic there that does nothing on right. that thing.
0: <laughs> but it is the <laughs> coolest looking version of the Turbo graphics you can get that also plays five exclusive games. So
1: Yeah. I mean, it is the ultimate one, right? I guess Turbo right. Duo would maybe be better, but.
0: I know. Nah, I'd drop the CD just to have the cool, like, plastic molded bolts and, like, engine fed <laughs> things that are just on. such a bizarre design. So cool.
1: Yeah, it does, look, it does look like an intake manifold, kind
0: of. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mechanic's dream console. So uh, sadly, I don't think you're going to be hearing much coverage of this uh, system no. anywhere, let alone in the magazine. Sorry. Yeah.
1: You're not going to get coverage in games. <laughs> <No>. sadly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sadly. Yeah, that would have been cool if it came over, but... Yeah. It would have been they cool if the too...
0: turbo graphics got a fair shake in the US. Yeah. Like had it launched when it should have and not had the weirdly stupid design, like that could have been the killer console.
1: Yeah. I mean if you want to talk about like how these magazines were covering turbo graphics, that's a whole nother thing because I don't think they gave them a you know.
0: You're right. It was pretty sad.
1: It sure seemed like I mean I used to get these periodically, like when we were in the mall or something, I'd go to the bookstore and get one of these. And yeah, I never knew Graphics. you know? Yeah, I had no idea. They weren't in there. Um, this dude with an email says, or he's asking, have you ever been playing a game and get that unfresh feeling? Do they have a cream for that?
0: I feel like we need more information.
2: Where is the unfresh
0: feeling originating from?
1: No, you know, like all those commercials, like the ladies' commercials, are like you just have that unfresh feeling.
0: I I think the answer is no. They don't have a cream. Also, stop sending us emails. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) I have a cream, and I will sell it to you. It will fix it.
0: (laughs) It's free. (laughs) The markup is unreal.
1: (laughs) Profit. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to fix the feeling fresh or not, but. (laughs) 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 Jose from Puerto Rico. He says, I'm an 11 year old and I'm an expert in video games. I'm very glad that Virtual Fighter came out for the 32X, but Sega's premier product this season is Virtual Fighter 2. Will that also come out for 32X, or is Sega trying to get people to buy a Saturn? Hmm. I would say people are trying... I think Sega's trying to get you to buy a Saturn. I would say (laughs) Sega doesn't know what the hell they're
0: trying to do. yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well... You just bought a new one every year. At that point, there's a new system every year, so you just bought that. But
0: Sega of America wants you to buy the 32X. <laughs> Sega of Japan says, "Get that damn Saturn." But you live in Puerto Rico, aren't you? Still running off of like the Master System at that point?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Isn't it like those <laughs> countries down there that they still like produce the Master System? Be like 2015.
1: Like, Brazil was like a big one. Oh, for Oh, okay, yes. Because they had like uh, tariffs on like. Electronics that were built in Brazil compared to like outside of it.
0: That's right.
1: Yeah.
0: It's kind of amazing.
1: Yeah. But sadly, I don't
0: think you're going to get Virtual Fighter 2 on the 32X. Or not sadly, probably. You're welcome. It's (laughs) income to the 32X.
1: (laughs) No, buy a Saturn. Actually, don't buy it right away. Wait for it. You probably get it free. Actually, don't
0: do that either. Just get a PlayStation.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh it's kind of funny cuz this one was actually answered by a Sega customer service. Oh. Yeah. It they said the problem the problem isn't with getting Virtual Fighter 2 for 32X. The problem is the architecture of the 32X. It cannot handle the processing speed required to rem- render the polygons for Virtual Fighter 2. We always release arcade titles for the Genesis and the 32X if the hardware can support it.
0: That's bullshit, because they released Virtua Fighter the the Genesis and it was god awful.
1: Yeah. They can't it, support shouldn't it. Have yeah, it no, shouldn't have been on there. Yeah. No, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Should not have happened. So it's a very nice way of covering up the fact that they're letting the 32X die.
1: Yeah. But man, they yeah, they dogged their system pretty hard there. There was no mm-hmm. wave, right, there, if and or butter around that. Right, because if you're yeah, writing in like, about the
0: sucks. 32X, it was released and dead in a year. It's so like this thing was brand new and already they are like, no, you're not going to get it because the 32X that you just bought, it kind of sucks. I'm like We're sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have a good day, Sega.
1: <laughs> Is Primal Rage coming up for the Atari box or the VCS?
0: Hopefully.
2: <laughs> but the Atari 2600 version.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: uh. Yeah, that's all I got. So, uh, Justin, you want to take us out? Yep. Yeah. So you can find uh everything
3: weekend rental at the website. It's gonna be www.weekendpodcast.com Uh you'll find links to our Facebook, Twitter, our YouTube. Um and as Ryan had stated earlier, uh feel free to send us any emails, questions, uh comments, concerns. Um yeah, you can send naked pictures too.
4: <laughs>
3: and that's gonna be weekend rental podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and Google Play. And as
2: always, be kind. Rewind. <laughs> Bananas. Bananas. Oh God! The fucking a- jalapeno burger.